Veronica has her sword, Tom has his laser, and I have my mind. And a mind needs books and this podcast as a sword needs a whetstone if it's to keep its edge. Go to patreon.com slash sword and laser to pledge support and sharpen your mind. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Veronica Belmont. And I'm Tom Merritt. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. It's it's great to be here. I don't know why I'm talking like this suddenly. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I shouldn't do that because there, there's always a new listener, and they're going to be like, "Why does he sound so bored? Why does he sound so weird?" Like what do you like in that voice, or yeah, like in your normal wait, in the, voice? I'm Veronica Belmont, and I'm Tom Merritt. Well, you can say it more like. And I'm Tom Merritt. Yeah, no, I should. That's what I'm saying. I, sh- I shouldn't do that voice as a joke. No. Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, I see. I thought you were talking about your, anyway, this is, now this fictional new listener is is really getting an earful of how the sausage gets well, made. So we're going to yeah, Speaking of sausage, <laughs> let's talk about what we're nomming on. What are you nomming, Tom? I had some delicious eggplant caponata. Mm-mm. Which is a mm-hmm. fancy name for pasta with eggplant in it. <laughs> That sounds really good, though. Yeah, it was. It actually was. It was really good. It was um, the tubes. What are they called? <laughs> uh, is that penna? Not ziti? Not ziti? ziti? I don't think it was ziti. You but say anyway. penna? Yeah. Why? What do you say? Penne? Oh, well, aren't you special? I'm, <laughs> my whole world is shook. <laughs> I've been saying rigatoni. Was it rigatoni? Coyote yeah, Brown I mean, I think, I think it's... It's penna penne. Is I'm probably wrong on that one. So you, that that yours sounds more Italian. All right, you know li- what I li- licorice, licorice in Discord says small tubes are penne, Thank big you, tubes licorice. are rigatoni. Yeah, we have extra. I bought a a uh, the local market in my town had a uh, Best Buy had Best a Buy? Best Buy date that was um, passed. And so they were selling, which I'm not sure this is legal, but maybe it is in Canada to like do a big sale on all the food that is passed. It's best by date. Best by dates are not spoiled. Yeah, I know they're not, I know they're not spoiled. I don't don't think it would be illegal to sell them. It would just be in their best interest to get them off the shelves. Yeah. So I bought a very inexpensive bag of hugely tubed pasta like way beyond rigatoni. Like, I don't even know what it's called, but it's huge. Anyway, so that's Yon my whole story. Cacio e Pepe. I love Cacio e Pepe. Cacio e Pepe. What did you have? What are your nomming? Oh, I'm sorry. I had like the most incredible Thai food and it was mm. all vegan. Mm. And vegan I'm not, yeah. yeah, I'm, we're, we're not vegan. We're vegetarian, no but it was, yeah, it was unbelievably good. It was so Peanuts? good. And, it was from, um, it was from, yes, Thailand. there were peanuts. Peanuts is still vegan. Yeah, yeah. No, you just I mentioning was just peanuts because like, you like okay, them. If it's vegan, then it must have had, that was just my first guess. Yeah, it had a lot of peanuts. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> yes, Peanuts aren't secretly made of animals. That was, no. that was not what I was trying to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was good. Anyway, that's what I ate tonight. And I have a little bit of heartburn now because it was a little spicy. I had some mm. of that really good, you know, spicy papaya salad, which is like my favorite. I have really been I into spicy salad. Oh, I got my hot one sauces in. Yeah. Did I tell you about the hot ones challenge I'm doing at work? No. Yeah, I don't think you did. <gasps> 
So I'm a really big fan of Hot Ones. Um, it's like one of my favorite YouTube shows. It has been for a long time. Um, you know, no big shock there. I, I love spicy food. I just, I think Sean Evans is like one of the best interviewers in the game right now. And in general, historically for a long time. And um, I decided finally to kind of like dig in and buy a few of the bottles ah. um, from the most recent season. And so I got, um, I got their, uh, ch- their maple they're um, kind of like their Classica. They're mm-hmm. like basic um, maple hot sauce. Looks so good. Uh, tried that today. It was pretty good. I got the um, the ranch one, which I'm mm. super excited about. It's a spicy ranch, and I love ranch, and I'm excited to eat it a on pizza. A spicy creamy is kind of an interesting yeah, thing. right? Yeah. Yeah, and it yeah. looks like super dill. Mm. Like there's a ton of dill in it. And uh, the other one I got was the um, Calypso. It's the one with the mermaid on the bottle. Um, so yeah, very excited. Oh, so very cool. Bust into those, see how they go. Oh, but my work is doing a hot ones challenge. And okay, so right, even yeah. though I don't work in the office, I'm driving down to Vancouver to do like this team. I had to sign a waiver. <laughs> They're going to have like wings and veggie wings if and all sorts of stuff. set on fire, we are not responsible. Yeah. And you have to like answer trivia questions with a team Ah, while eating the wings. So I'm very excited. Yeah. (laughs) Very, very. That sounds fun. I want to see that. Please take video. I hope so. I hope they allow it. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right. That was a big, what are we nomming section? So hopefully (laughs) lots to talk about. Um, So let's jump into the quick burns. Thank you, Paul, for the first quick burn of the day. Philip K. Dick Award for Distinguished Sci-Fi and Fantasy Books, originally published as paperbacks, was awarded to The Extractionist by Kimberly Unger, and special distinction was given to Tade Thompson for The Legacy of Molly Southburn. Tade Thompson is one of those authors whom I have liked three books of on my to-read list, writes Paul, but I haven't read any of them. He hasn't been read for the book club yet. No. Has he? No, but he's on the list. I've been wanting to find a, a good slot for a Tade Thompson book, so uh, keep an eye out for I'm that. I'm not familiar with their work. Is it So is it fantasy or sci-fi? It's uh, sci- sci-fi from what it's I sci-fi? know. It's sci-fi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not familiar with them, so now, I would I don't love know to... If, I don't know all of Tade Thompson's works. He may have done some fantasy in there, but I think, yeah, Murders of Molly Got Southbourne it. sounds like mystery. Even. Ooh, nice. All right. Yeah. Jan says, uh, from Locust Mag, the winners for the 2022 British Science Fiction Association, the BSFA Awards, have been announced. And the winner for Best Novel is City of Last Chances by Adrian Tchaikovsky. Aha. Adrian Tchaikovsky uh, mm. is a More is an on author him later. Who uh, <laughs> came in second in the tournament in, in March. Yes. Yes. But not with City of that Last is- Chances, with Children of Time. City of Last Chances is Adrian Tchaikovsky's fantasy novel, right? I don't know. I think so. I mean, I guess it has to be because it's the science fiction awards. No. I think the the British Science Fiction Awards can go to sci-fi or fantasy. Oh, really? But I could be wrong. Oh, Ian Ian says, yes, it's fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the the British science fiction and and fantasy get lumped in together in this one, I guess. Lumped together. Yeah, because Terry Pratchett was the winner of Best Nonfiction. All right. Well, I'm not looking at the blog post, so I didn't know. Oh, no. I just just figured that out just now. 
Uh, Mark Got wrote it. that Subterranean Press will publish a signal signed, not a signal, a signed limited edition of the recent sword and laser pick Nettle and Bone by T. Kingfisher. The book nice. will feature a full color dust jacket and chapter head illustration by John Jude Palancar. Bone Dog is on the cover. Oh. No sign of the demon chicken, perhaps an interior illustration. Bone Dog. Yeah, that Bone Dog looks a lot like our Bone Dog from our album art. It really does. I mean, I Do- guess how many different ways can a bone dog look, I suppose? Mm-hmm. Actually, it doesn't really look like our bone dog at <laughs> all because our bone dog had ears. How many bone dog look if a bone dog could look looks? Just enough looks that a bone dog could look if a bone dog could look looks. You know, the old nursery rhyme. <laughs> we can't have another episode named after bone dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know, especially like months after we read it. But Get it out of your heads, yeah, folks. Bone we'll- dog that uh, right out of there. All right. All right. I don't know what that means either. Um, (laughs) Jan also says uh, Amazon Prime Video, Amazon, Amazon Prime Video will premiere in May 6th. Uh, Nope. In May. Try starting over. Amazon Prime Video will premiere in May a sixth episodes TV series based on the German fantasy book series The Griffin by author Wolfgang Holbein. Holbein? Holbein? How do you... Holbein. That's what I would guess. Holbein, which sold over 40 million copies worldwide over four decades. Produced by dark producer uh, WNBTV and Doghouse, uh, The Griffin, quote, follows three outsiders, Mark, Memo, and Becky, (laughs) who come into contact with a fantastic world called the Black Tower. Mm. There, The Griffin, a world-devouring monster, has been mercilessly plundering and subjugating all living creatures for centuries, and the three friends, of all people, seem destined to end this reign of terror. Good job, Amazon Prime Video. I liked dark. I don't know why the name Becky made me laugh. <laughs> Mark, like, Memo, and Becky. And Becky. <laughs> Becky's kind of a happy name. I think that's why. I think that's why. It, for, Mark, it makes me think of Memo, like and Becky the Griffin from, and Becky from like yeah and Becky yep totally you know, from Hamilton. Uh, and finally, I mean from history and also history, but not also, just from Hamilton. You may know her from history or Hamilton. <laughs> from actual history. Jan says, hey, according to Deadline, another TV show remake of movies based on a book series is in development. Lionsgate TV is apparently in early development stages for a series adaptation of Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. I'll watch it. It's so early in the development that they don't know whether it's going to be like telling the story of the books or some derivative. like. Some other is it like Renesme, like the story yeah, of like yeah, like what happens after? Are there? There's no, there's no sequel books like starring Renesme, right? Like there weren't additional, not that I know, short of. stories or anything. Yeah. I feel like that would be a natural, a natural thing to do, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And plus, everyone else is still alive because they're all vampires, right? Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, no, uh, for, no, for sure. What they're vampires? Um, you know what I'm really enjoying while we're talking about like quick burns and and things. Um, I've been watching Extraordinary on Hulu. Have you seen any episodes of that? No, I haven't. It really makes it feels like if if um, if um, um, oh my gosh, why am I forgetting the name of the show? Um, if Fleabag had like a baby with like Marvel. That's how oh, it feels to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. It's really excellent. Like yeah. I have laughed out loud watching that show more than I think almost any other show or movie in recent memory. Um, very clever. The acting is great. The The conceit is really good. Um, so definitely check that one out. I, I feel like that was a, to me, it felt like a sleeper. Like I didn't hear anything about it. And yeah, it, was, it wasn't until the way I learned about it is um, on TikTok. Like, you know how on TikTok a lot people just post clips of shows or movies like yeah. someone just posted it and I was like, oh, that was really good. Like, what is that? And so it's, that's what it is. Very, very clever. I like it. I, we watched something that is not sci-fi or fantasy, so I'll, I'll keep it brief, but uh, Beef on Netflix. Oh, I heard Beef is great. I don't have Netflix. Well, you can get it. It's not scary, right? No, no, it's not scary. Beef, Beef, uh, the, the short version is um, Ali Wong and Steven mm-hmm. Yeun. Uh, play two people who have like a really brief incident in a parking lot where one like honks a road at the rage other. thing, right? It's it's, but it I'm setting it up this way. Like it's really brief. One of them honks at the other because he's trying to back out, and the other one's trying to get by, and it just spirals from mm-hmm. there, like into this major road rage vengeance story. Imagine at every point in a story like that, if you if you think of the ridiculous thing you should do and you back off. Imagine yeah. if you did the ridiculous thing instead every time. Like that's what that story is. Okay, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Um, hot tip: Apparently, Ali Wong is dating Bill Hader. I heard that too today. Did you? Yes. Mm, delicious. Yeah, a I like both of them. Berry so. beef. <laughs> oh God, I can't wait to watch the new berry. Okay, let's not let's not get into <laughs> yes, it. this. Yes, is yes. not <laughs> cord killers right now. Um, all right. Well, thanks you to everyone who submitted, uh, items for the quick burns. You can do so over on our website. Nope. Over on Goodreads. Yep. That's our website. We own it. No, it's- yeah. Or on our discord channel. <laughs> um, look for the quick burns room. All right. Now it is time for bear your sword, which is our feedback from the audience. So uh, I'm, I'm not going to credit all the people involved in this because it's uh, way too long and fun and you should go to Goodreads and read it yourself. But in the thread for last week's episode, a great raisin controversy brewed. Uh, and I thought it would be good for us, Veronica, to come down on one side or the other. Uh, mm-hmm. Should raisins... I, I don't think anyone was against raisins altogether so much as people were saying raisins are fine if they're not in things. And other people were like, no, raisins inside of the baked goods are amazing. I love raisins and things. Where do you fall on this, Veronica? And a uh, secondary question to answer after that, uh, how did you feel about learning that there is a baked good called Spotted Dick? I am extremely pro-raisin. In, in I'm pro raisin in things. Yeah, yeah. In things. Look, but I like those raisins, raisins in things. In. Yeah. All right. Put them in. Put them in. They're like little tiny explosions in, of sweetness in my I'm mouth. I am pro raisin. Um, I'm sorry if that alienates a large portion of our audience. I feel like we're going to lose, you know, a, a good a good number of listeners here. Um, you know, I I have to come down on a side, and I I think raisins are delicious in things. I think a warm raisin in a baked good is a plus in my book. Um, I wouldn't necessarily want them like in a chocolate chip cookie. You know, that would be weird. They don't have to be in all baked goods, but I really enjoy oatmeal raisin cookies. Yeah. I really enjoy oatmeal raisin cookies. They're like delicious breakfast cookies. You know, 
Like maybe there's a time and a place for that. I like rice pudding. I like cinnamon raisin bread. I like, you know, all of those like Christmas fruit cake things that have Ooh, raisins like in the them. Panatone and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I like raisins. I don't see the problem. I'm That's on, me. This is going to make for a boring podcast, but I'm kind of on your side. I, I have raisins mm. in the muesli that I make as a breakfast, which is just kind oh, yeah. of like oatmeal and nuts and stuff mixed together with some kefir. Um, mm-hmm. And I've raised in my granola every morning. Yeah, I am. Uh, I am also pro uh, put the raisin in it. I may or may not be in the mood at any given moment. There are times when I see an oatmeal raisin cookie and I'm like, nah, not today. Um, but there are other times when I'm very excited and happy to eat the oatmeal raisin cookie. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 good with it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now as, as for the second, I question, like raisins and salad also. Oh yeah. The, uh, raisins white and salad. grape, uh, or yellow grape, golden raisins, raisins. golden raisins. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We call them, we call all raisins grandbabies in my house. Yeah. Why even though they're not, um, because we also put a lot of dried cranberries in our mm. food and Julian calls them cranbabies. And so everything's a cran, everything's okay, a cranbaby. I, I, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you have not addressed the second question I asked. Oh, uh, I forgot what it was. How did you feel to learn that there is a baked good named Spotted, Spotted Dick. Dick? Confused, mm. uncomfortable, nauseated. Um, but it's one of those confused. names that hasn't aged well. It feels like fish. I want it to be fish. Mm. It's not, it's no, not it's, fish. It's actually though, a it? delicious pastry. You'd, you'd like it. You can get it here. Like we have a British goods store and they sell like you can make it in your microwave. I'm sure I can find it in British Columbia. I <laughs> doubt you would have a problem. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. All right. Well, yeah, I learned a thing. That was a, I always thought a spotted dick was a fish. Yeah. There were or- some people who did a search for it uh, and found that you have to be specific that you're looking for food. Or an STD. Or you end up with hyenas, apparently, yeah. is what they found. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Oh, it's just like in a can. It, that seems like well, especially I mean, egregious. That that's the way you would make it at home. Like if you picked it up at the store, right? You can get it that way. But you could also make it from well, scratch. I can't get any. There's not a single baked good. I can't think of a single baked good that I would want to eat out of a can. Well, you you uh, you've never had canned brown bread. No. Hmm. It's not bad. Is it really banned in British Columbia? Why would it be no. banned in British Columbia? I'm just believing things people are saying on Discord now. Just like <laughs> yeah, the, no one ever like got in trouble believing of, something someone said randomly on the internet. But it is from Coyote Brown, so I'll give it a little credibility. So it's I, I know feel God. like usually Coyote Brown yeah. says things that are true, unless they're just <laughs> messing with me right now. It's possible. Anything's possible. Oh, <laughs> not actually banned in British Columbia. Not, okay, All right. good. Okay. Oh, good. Hope, hope no <laughs> false, one actually like listened alarm. and then stopped listening to the podcast and like never got the truth. You know, like they, they hung up after like learning that spotted dick is banned in British Columbia and then just like never figured it out anyway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moving on. Um, Tomahome, let's get into more food talk. Uh, Tomahome says, I make a green juice based on Rhonda Patrick's super nutrient smoothie using a nut milk bag. Um, my mom won't drink it because of the green color, even though she likes the taste. It has kale, Swiss chard with stems, spinach, carrots, tomato, apple, and blueberries. 
maybe with flax milk and avocado on the side. So this is related to our conversation of sneaking in vegetables into food. Yeah, some people were very much against the idea of sneaking spinach into your the, you got to I I'm going to take I'm going to videotape myself making these muffins the next time I make a batch and show you like what they come out like. You really need to taste them to really understand. I know. I guess it's not really. It, so it, I think it, you honestly it tastes like a banana muffin. One bite to everyone in the audience. I think that seems fair. <laughs> what else could we do? <laughs> it seems reasonable. That's the only way to address this question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then related, I'll, I'll read the next one just because it's related. Jan says, I laughed out loud when Tom and Veronica questioned what made those cookies orcish. Um, these were the, uh, they mm-hmm. were basically oatmeal raisin cookies that yeah. were not even green. Um, because I wondered the same thing. Jat GBT's answer was a bit meh, though. Uh, the question was, what makes these cookies orcish? And Chat GPT uh, says, ah, good question. The name, good question. Thanks, Chat the GPT. Name, thanks. Thanks for validating us humans. Um, the name Orcish Oatmeal Cookies is inspired by the cozy fantasy novel Legends and Lattes, which features an Orcish woman uh, opening a coffee shop. Spoiler alert. Um, while the recipe itself is not necessarily traditional Orcish cuisine, that I would like to dig more into, um, it's given that name to give a nod to the Orcish character and to fit the theme of the book. Additionally, the use of oats in the recipe is a nod to the hearty and practical nature often associated with Orcish culture in fantasy settings. Hmm. Hearty and practical nature. Okay. Where are they getting their orc details from? Yeah. I mean, hearty. Orc's pretty hearty. It depends on what you mean by practical, though. They're what not... do we actually know about Orcish cuisine? That is my like, where what, are they what getting this information from? What orcs are we talking about? From? There was there was a lot of like Lord of the Rings orcs aren't anything like, like I this, can't, and then people I can't were like, well, them. these are more D and D orcs, so yeah, yeah. Or, I'm then very curious. Warcraft orcs. Yeah, that that feels more like I could see these being more World of Warcraft, like Azeroth mm-hmm. orcs would be a little more in this vein for sure. Shrek, I still never saw, says. I never saw anybody in Orgrimmar making oatmeal. True. Especially with not with raisins. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I love that Jan said, maybe the shields listening can come up with a way to make them orcish. Just add spinach. I'm telling you, this is what got us into this mess in the first place. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, ChatGPT said maybe shields listening can come up. No, no, I, no, no I can't have that seems can't have that cannot okay. have too much. Way too, too specific. Much. <laughs> uh, all right. No, that was Jan. David writes and says, hi, Rathmark Creative is doing a Kickstarter campaign for Legends and Lattes themed pins. You have until April 27th. Looks like there's some fun stuff if you're into pins. In 2020, I discovered Cozy Mysteries with all the craziness in the world. They are a nice thing to balance things out. I've been enjoying Legends and Lattes, but without even a murder tie things together, like Veronica said, I'm finding hard to read right. I've switched to mm-hmm. listing it on my listening to it on my drive to and from work. I do enjoy all the cafe culture nods. It's nice to visit. I stopped going to a cafe when ice lattes hit close to five bucks. It's nice to have a mellow book every now and then. And then he included a nacho recipe with hidden veggies. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So there, we'll include the recipe in the show notes, um, but it, it does include a lot of of um of you know well, but veggies nachos mixed always in have veggies but this has spinach it has and bell one pepper. bushel one bag or that bushel feels of spinach feels like a lot of spinach yeah. yeah yeah but if you melt the spinach in with the cheese and all the other things yeah. i think you could pull it off i yeah, think it would be good it's just 
it's olives. I, I've put olives on on nachos a lot. Um, Rotel with lime. Mm, good call. Mm, mm-hmm. Green chilies, half an onion, bell pepper, tortilla chips, of course, and then cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'm here for it. Um, the pins look great, uh, by the way, and it's already been fully funded. Um, so if you, I, it's still going though. So if you want to get in and get your pins, get your pin on, um, check out that link in the show notes as well. All right. Thanks to everyone who wrote in and added things for our barrier sword, but let's jump into uh, the book of the month discussion. Um, this is going to eventually be a wrap up of legends and lattes, um, by Travis Baldry. Um, but first we're going to talk about our kickoff, uh, not our kickoff, our, our announcement of the, uh, the next book pick that Tom made. Um, and then we will get into the spoilery discussion, uh, for legends and lattes. Yeah, so it's a little early to pick the book uh, this time, but but I kind of wanted to do it because I was close to picking it and it was close to a, a, a episode. So I was like, oh, I'll just pick it a little early. We'll do a, a real kickoff of it next time. Uh, but it is the runner-up of the tournament, Children of Time <laughs> by Adrian Tchaikovsky. If you want the full story of how we got there, uh, you can get that on Patreon. I, I gave the book briefing to everyone on Patreon this time. Uh, so oh, nice. if, if you become a patron, you can read that one, patreon.com slash sword and laser. But, but the short version is we had a thread in our discord, uh, and there were a lot of people suggesting children of time. There were a lot of other great suggestions that I have filed away as well. Uh, but yeah, we're going to read uh, children of time by Adrian Tchaikovsky. So you, you'd start reading it whenever, but you've got a couple of weeks before we'll actually formally kick it off on the show. I'm excited too because that I had already bought the uh, the audiobook for that. I haven't started listening to it yet, um, but now I have a great reason to to get moving. Yeah, I I also am doing the audiobook for this as well. Excellent, excellent. All right, well let's um, jump into. I keep saying jump into. It's becoming a crutch phrase. Let's I apologize. Slide into. Let's bounce on over to let's our sp- do a forward roll. Ooh, like a theater roll, like the yeah. kind where you like. Or I can do like a, one of those back rolls where like Ooh, you get knocked yeah. over in a fight and can, mm-hmm. yeah, I do those. I do those for fun at Let's the climbing gym all the time. Let's do that into uh, our discussion of Legends and Lattes. Um, so this one comes to us from Pumpkin Stew, mm, who says, I finished crazy. a few days ago mm-hmm, and have been mulling over why I'm not as taken with this book as the majority of oh, the Oh, should group. we put a big fat spoiler warning? We're going to be- I we're thought gonna, I did be, already. Okay, I'm just making sure. Okay. Spoilers okay. coming ahead. This Go is ahead. spoilers ahoy. Yeah. Um, I he goes on to say, or they've gone on to say, um, that I've come to the conclusion that I just don't know enough about Viv or the world she lives in. Lots of things are hinted at, but I could really use more backstory. She was an adventurer. Regale me with some tales. I understand wanting to start the story at her entering Thune, uh, but is that how you say it? I didn't listen to the audiobook. Thune. Yeah, that's how they Thune? say it in okay. the audiobook. Um, but how about some interstitial flashback chapters with some backstory, just some vignettes and italics would do flesh out the bonds with Galena and Rune foreshadow how dangerous Fennis can be before he returns. Tell me of Viv's life changing first taste of coffee more. Help me understand why Viv cannot fail in the new venture and go back to that life. And the scene arrives where the hero tells the prospective love interest. You don't know all the terrible, awful miscellaneous things I've done. I confess. Without some examples, I eye rolled at that point. I know the tagline is high fantasy and low stakes, but for me, the low stakes meant low engagement. I need to be a bit worried for Viv, and for that, I need to know enough about her to care what happens to her. 
I felt like brave Sir Robin begging Travis Baldry for just a little bit of peril and him dragging me onwards shouting, no, definitely not. Don't become attached to my protagonist. Don't acknowledge her flaws. It's much too perilous. Also, at no point does Thimble wear a hairnet in the kitchen, and that's just public health nightmare. Three stars. Ooh, yeah. Um, um, I feel like everything Pumpkin Stew is saying is legitimate because it's Pumpkin Stew's perspective and what they wanted out of the book, and that's that's mm-hmm. totally legit. Uh, but I also do think Pumpkin Stew wanted a different book. Uh, that's perhaps that's not necessarily a problem for pumpkin stew or Travis Baldry. Um, it to, to exaggerate, it would be like reading, uh, hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and saying, you know, why did they spend so much time in space? Arthur Dent was an interesting character. I wanted to find out more about his home life and what he did before he went into space. And it's like, yeah, I could see that. I could see you wanting that, but that's an entirely different story than the one Douglas Adams tried to write, right? So I feel like that's a little what Pumpkin Stew is saying is this just wasn't for me kind of mm-hmm, criticism, mm-hmm. which isn't mm-hmm. wrong or right. It's just saying, gosh, there was a little interest there. I was a little bit interested, but I wanted a different kind of book than I got. Right? I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to say that I'm pretty on team pumpkin stew. Yeah. You're in there too. Um, I was, I, I think that was kind of the vibe that I ended up with afterwards. Um, I, I liked it. I gave it, I think I gave it four stars, but I, I pretty much gave wow, everything four stars. Uh, um, okay. I just, yeah, I'm not a great reviewer. <laughs> I think I you're, in, I think you're in the normal, That that I think that's what people do is it's basically four or five, five. If you really yeah. loved it four. And I have to really not enjoy something. It. Yeah. 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 I have to really be like, Ooh, like pretty meh on a book to give it a three. And I didn't I feel that way about this book. Four. I enjoyed it. I give, I give five. Oh, so you're very a little, rarely. yeah, it, but you're it's a little the, more hardcore. But it's honestly, it's mm-hmm. the same scale. I just shifted it down one. So I see. Yeah. So for me, um, I, yeah, I guess I wanted a little more stakes. Like, I think I got a little bit, uh, too comfortable and again, you're right. Maybe I just wanted a different book and that's yeah. totally fine. And like I, this, I think was those maybe are just fair not, criticisms that you're making yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's not even really a criticism. It's just, you know, maybe not exactly what I was yeah, looking yeah. for. Um, but I did enjoy it. It was comfortable. It was cute. Um, I liked the romance. Like I, I actually surprisingly didn't see the romance coming until much later in the book. <laughs> Call me naive, I guess. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I felt like the, for me, it was really her crew, Viv's crew that I felt the most kind of lacking in like what was going on there. Like why, like who they were, like why they felt upset, like why she just kind of left them in a lurch. Like what, why was, why was Fenist such a dick? Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like you hung out with him for that long and he's, he's like basically trying to murder you. Like that's pretty hardcore. So I don't know. Um, uh, there but, was a short story uh, included at the end of the audiobook, which you can also get on Travis Baldry's uh, website, which does right. give you backstory. And apparently the next mm-hmm. book, according to Tassie Dave, is going to be Viv's backstory as well. Um, so there you go. <laughs> folks, yeah, I guess. Folks who Read want more back, of my books backstory, if you want the backstory. You, yeah, you can get that. Um, I don't know why I didn't feel any of that. I didn't feel it was necessary. I I sort of got it. I was like, yep, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she she's an orc. She was an adventurer. I've heard that story a million times. This is different. I like this. This is not. Oh, here we go with you know the battles and the one person in the group who's not trustworthy. Like to me, it was like, oh, I'm so glad. You didn't give me all those things that I would be predicting what was happening and everything. You gave me something entirely Mm. different with a character who I can kind of guess their backstory. And it's really interesting to see them be a fish out of water. So Mm -hmm. I was in for this because I didn't want that adventure story. I wanted the fish out of water. What would happen if an adventurer hung up their sword and started a coffee shop? And then there's the whole coffee culture genre. Which was uh, very cute. Yeah. And that was that was cozy and wonderful too. But honestly, like I feel like opening up a coffee shop is a lot harder <laughs> than it went in the book. Like I, I felt like she was almost too okay. successful too quickly. <laughs> yes, because of the Calvert Stone. But they don't even think that was working. They don't know. That's like it never the, actually worked. That's a le- see. I <laughs> I get I start to laugh when people were like, "Well, it, it's just not realistic. <laughs> it would be hard okay, to set up." I'm right. like, "She's an orc, all right. We oh, can simplify okay. a few things." Well, there's there's fantastical and then there's realistic. We didn't. And I think we those didn't two spend things enough are time different. talking about how hard it is to wash dishes. I wanted the, the seven economics. Of the that. economics of coffee shop culture. Okay, it's a, it is that's a what I was looking tale. for. <laughs> you wanted you wanted more ledgers. You wanted her like going is, over the is books. Is Thune like an expensive city, like compared to other cities? <laughs> Again, I think like, that might be a different the, How hard it is this. it? How hard is it to get the right kind of? Would like, you make the same criticism of the Hobbit? They didn't open a cafe in The Hobbit. Yeah, but we don't find out how Frodo makes his money. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, to me, it's, I think that's, I think you're just saying, like, I wanted a different story in a a different way. That's just a different way of saying. how hard it is to get permits for food establishments. (laughs) Okay. Because to me, it was delightful. It was like, yeah, this is this all feels like a real coffee shop. And yeah, we're we're glossing over, you know, some of the parts of it. But that's not the purpose. The purpose of the story isn't to expose the difficult underpinnings of running a coffee shop. It's it's, you know, it was to tell a fairy tale. Coyote says it seems unrealistic to have a cappuccino (laughs) machine. First of all, it's not a cappuccino machine. It's an espresso machine. Second of all, that's actually weirdly feels like it could fit because it's, it's steam. It's steam. Yes, exactly. It's it's, so like, I feel like the gnomes could really figure out like a steam coffee brewing. What does James Hoffman have to say about, Ooh, that is deep coffee culture. nerdery right there. Coyote. That is, I am a huge James Hoffman fan. All right, this is a different podcast. Okay, anyway, um, I, I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. Let's move on to Eric. Do you want to read? Uh, do you want to read Eric? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. So Eric said, even though I said in the topic there would be spoilers, I'll at least use spoiler tags in this initial post. I don't know why I read that part. It doesn't really matter to anyone listening to the <laughs> no. podcast who already knows they're going to be spoiled. Okay. After having finished the main story, I'm torn 
and what I'd love for a sequel. The way I'm currently leaning most towards would be to focus on some other characters in this world. Maybe we've seen them before, maybe they're new characters, and they live in Thune, and maybe they go to eat at Legends and Lattes Cafe, so they intersect here and there with the characters from this book. But this book's characters are secondary. Why am I leaning this way? Well, it seems that Viv has conquered her potential foes. She has dealt with the Madrigal, and personally, she has come to believe in herself without a need for the stone. And I would have for her relationships to back after she had, I would hate for her relationships to backslide after she already went through most of the usual beats. But I did love these characters and maybe there's room for more growth. I guess the author could explore her new romance, but I'm afraid the tropes there could be so tiresome after where we got in this book. I guess there could be something to be said for following one or the other three mains. What do you guys hope for in a sequel? Hmm. Tessie Dave wanted an anthology of short stories about the shop. Like, you know, Stories set in a cafe kind of thing. That sounds fun. I want to hear um, with them expanding their coffee empire, you know, maybe selling to to a, a large uh, corporate brand that kind of like waters down their, like tries to sell like hipster, cult, hipster orc culture to like, you know, there's a, suddenly there's a, a, a what, what's the name of the coffee shop? What do they name it? Legends, Legends and, and is it Legends and Lattes? Yeah, that's, <laughs> is that the, the name, the name, the name of, the of the coffee yeah, shop, yeah, right? No, you're right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. There's one on every corner of every major city L&L's. eventually. It used to stand for Legends and Lattes, but they had to shorten it for brand. It becomes L&L's. Yeah. yeah. It becomes L&L's. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, the possibilities are endless, I suppose. Um, yeah. They franchise. Yeah. I want to see Thimble's spin off, you know. It starts a Panera. Oh God. <laughs> I I would be happy, and I'm there's probably something wrong with me. Okay. I'll just admit that right now. But I would be happy with a whole book of just like what happened in the coffee shop that day. You know, and people mm-hmm. coming in and out and the little stories, almost like the anthology that he's talking about, but like but we're we're consistent through the whole thing. You know, with 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 coffee culture, I I loved it. You know, it's to me this is like the chill beats of fantasy novels. <laughs> you just put it on and enjoy it. It's lo-fi girl of fantasy novels. It's lo-fi. It's yeah. It's lo-fi high fantasy. Did you know there's a whole like secret lo-fi girl backstory thing happening oh right yeah now? there's a lo-fi boy and he lives across the street from a lo-fi girl it's like in like the window mm-hmm. and like the, yeah. the blinking yeah, yeah. light in the window yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's been pretty pretty epic to follow anyway um ruth had a good idea um she said i think the backstory of the magical could be fun Ooh, it's a character a we're digging novel. into and finding in more about yeah me too i she was I think one that of my favorite characters you I think. and other folks like you who were like ah, i wanted more out of Agreed. this magical seems right and, you know rich and her henchman what was her the henchman had like a oh, kind of a yeah, punny with the weird name. accent i can't remember yeah <laughs> i liked i ended either. up liking him too so yeah interesting that's 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 good <laughs> liquor suggests thimble could adopt a gordon ramsay persona <laughs> Oh my and do a, do a reality show, Thimble's Kitchen. Thimble's Kitchen. That's that's the name of the episode. Thimble's Kitchen. Okay. Thimble's Kitchen. Yeah. Thimble's Get Kitchen. Out. Do you call that a thimblet? You call that a thimblet? I love it. I love it. All right. All right. Well, overall, yeah. I mean, I think this. I I wanted to read that. Um, 
that thread <laughs> that um, Pumpkin Stew had. What are you laughing Coyote at? Coyote Brown said, a sequel novel about zoning in the city where the coffee shop is would be great. You know, and going through, and it's not just zoning, it's the permitting process. <laughs> yeah. Like having to deal with the, with the health Health council. Oh, and, oh no. You know. Viv was late on filing her local city taxes. What was she do? <laughs> oh my God. It's so bad. They get into um, like they the workers unionize. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Sorry, yeah. Viv, but you know, you're the owner. We need to riveting I know, stuff. I know I'm your girlfriend, but I also think we should unionize yeah. against you. God. All right. All right. Enough of the shenanigans. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was, yeah, it was I very, think, I, very I cozy. Good that times. Is the thing. Even people who were, who were critical of aspects of it. I, I, none of them said they hated reading it. Well, maybe one, did, no. <laughs> but very few. Hey, yeah. How could you hate it? Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, maybe just like strongly just wanted it to be something else, I yeah, guess, yeah. perhaps. Uh, but thank you, everyone, for all of your comments and discussion. Of course, our show is entirely funded by you, our patrons. If you want to learn more about how to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash sword and laser. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. In fact, you can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Send us an email, feedback at swordandlaser.com. We are on Instagram and Twitter at swordandlaser. And all of our discussions happen over on goodreads.com slash swordandlaser or over on our Discord. We'll see you there. Goodbye. Goodbye. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!